please welcome to the virtual stage, Rainbow Fright. Yeah. Great. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Thanks thank for doing you, this again. Glad to be back. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you came up with this topic. I had no idea that it was going to pull the thread and then pretty much there'll be no sweater <laughs> left. Wow, there's just so many options. You so, said summer and I was like, okay, how can we get a bit more specific? Something beachy, something campy, <laughs> something vacation-y. And there's, yeah, a, there's, a lot of, exactly. there's a lot of stuff. It's a broad category. I think summer camp is always a big one, mm -hmm. but there's all kinds yeah. of vacations. Did you know, and I'll just throw this in there, this is not on the list, Jeff, on t in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's a summer movie. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. Hot <laughs> as hell. Yep. <laughs> on vacation. <laughs> so I did, I did put a challenge to myself in here, you know, because everyone knows... If you've watched this show before, you know I'm a huge mark for Jaws and a huge mark for Friday the 13th. And I challenged myself to make sure that I did not choose <laughs> from either one of those pools, even though there you go. I watch <laughs> Jaws every, like whenever I'm flying, especially if I'm flying back to Long Island, I watch Jaws and you do. And you always watch Friday the 13th, but every summer. So I was like, no, you know what? I, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. So I'm going in a different direction. But that being said... Jaws is the number one movie of all time, and <laughs> Friday the 13th. That's it. No more words about it. Yeah, that's it. Quentin Tarantino agrees with you. He says it's the best movie of all time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really hard to argue. <laughs> you can't argue with him. And then I'd say, like, probably it's safe to say that Friday the 13th has to be one of the most popular horror franchises of all time to the point where I think people see a bloody hockey mask kind of like they see a Yankee emblem or a Mickey Mouse ears that it's a very familiar looking logo. So it doesn't need our help. It doesn't need our plugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You guys want to dive in? Literally dive in. Duray, we'll let you go first. This is the horrors of summer, summer horror movies, one on the water, one in the camp, one on vacation. You choose which one you want to present first, and then Mario, you go second, and I'll go, and we'll just circle up again. So we've got nine films okay. served up. Here we go. Awesome. Served up. Good choice so, of words. <laughs> so my choice, and I'll go ahead and pick, you know, uh, Horror and Water. Uh, my movie is a horror movie uh, on the beach called Psycho Beach Party from 2000. A surfer chick with a split personality. Uh, should I unpack my bongos? I intend to unpack mine. <laughs> All right, guys, come on. That's, that's enough. A hilarious horror comedy slasher movie. It's basically a parody of 1950s psychodramas and 60s beach movies and 80s horror slashers. So it's super over the top. The dialogue is ridiculous. The acting is purposely bad, um, but good at the same time. You know, we have our lead, lead uh, played by um, Lauren Ambrose. Her name is Florence slash uh, Chicklet. <laughs> and Chicklet. she... <laughs> <laughs> she actually, you know, is just a girl who's interested in surfing with the boys. 
unlike her friend Marvel Ann, who you just had on the screen, played by Amy Adams, who's more interested in getting with the boys. Um, so she ends up getting in with a group of boys, and they give her the name Chicklet, and it's kind of a play on the name Gidget from the novel Gidget that eventually was adapted into a film in the 50s, too. Um, so it's a play on that movie, you know, specifically broadly and, you know, a bunch of other movies as well, obviously, but you'll see a lot of parallels with that movie. And, um, yeah, it's just hilarious because Homegirl then starts to black out and she has, you know, split personality. She has these different personas that she puts on and Lauren Ambrose is just phenomenal with going from character to character and she should just be bigger than she is right now. I, I've loved her recently in Servant. She was in which Servant. Had, yeah. Yes, yes. You know, the first season or two was great of that. Uh, but then it did kind of start to drag on and get a bit convoluted. But luckily, I just actually discovered it not too long ago or just started watching it not too long ago. I knew about it, but didn't really mess with it. But, uh, you know, went through it pretty quickly. But had I been watching it year after year, I probably would have lost interest because of how slow it was. But uh, she was great in it. Like, I was drawn to it mostly because of her and Leanne's relationship. And then she also just made her appearance uh, in Yellow Jackets, which I absolutely am She's in love in Yellow with. Jackets she, too? Wow. Yeah, she just made her appearance in the last episode for, like, literally 10 seconds before the end. And she's the um, adult... Uh, character of Van. So super excited to see her, uh, you know, in the next episode and that. But yeah, she's amazing. Six and... feet under, too. She's a mega yeah. talent. I mean, she yeah, was yeah, great yeah. in yep. Six Feet Under, which doesn't yeah. feel like it should be that long ago. Because, <laughs> like you said, <laughs> yeah, she should she be a, a huge baby. star. She was so young <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah, yep. So yeah, she's just great. And, you know, so when she has these blackouts, you know, people are murdered. And she starts to, you know, think that maybe, you know, she could be the one committing these murders. And, um, yeah, it's it, it's just hilarious. And it's over the top in a sun movie that I would naturally, you know, be drawn toward. But the cast is fun and the music is fun. And I think you guys would appreciate this. A lot of the music was... Um, performed and written by a, a band called Los uh, Straight Jackets and they wear Mexican wrestling wrestling masks when I've they perform. Of them. Yeah, they're awesome, <laughs> man. Yes, they are actually featured in the movie too toward the end when they had their big beach party <laughs> showdown <laughs> dance now, off. I'm pretty sure I've seen this. I remember this this was one of those like Showtime movies that used to come on uh all month long and you catch bits of it. I didn't realize this was Amy yeah. Adams here right there though. Um, yeah. Wasn't this like it's it's like got that nineteen uh, fifties Frankie Frankie and Annette kind of vibe, right? That's what they're spoofing <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just you know, over the top, and then raunchy, like you know the PG stuff that you would see in the fifties and sixties. Now just extra raunchy with <laughs> you know, not super graphic, but fairly graphic sex scenes and things. So it, it's hilarious. <laughs> I feel like Kristen Wiig's character on SNL when she's in Target, when she just like, she sees the customer got something good and just wants to get up and walk away. Cause I want to watch this movie <laughs> right now. Cause hands down, this is already the best title of the night. 
Psycho Beach Park. <laughs> like how great of a title that is. Just that. Yeah. This like looking at yeah. this picture here, and this was almost one of my selections, but I didn't go with it. But I, I did enjoy it. It feels like it has the Final Girls vibe from like 2016, right? Where it's still horror, but there's a little bit of comedy mix in that. Is that accurate or? Oh yeah. Totally. Okay. I mean, I'd say it's most. I'd say it's mostly comedy with a little bit of horror in there, but you know, because it is a slasher, it is a horror movie. So, All right. Yeah. <laughs> and that is and that is from 2000. That is oh, it's actually on Tubi. Is it on Tubi? Tubi oh, is so great, y'all. Yeah, it's on Tubi right yeah. now. If I could there not afford go. any streaming services, we'd have Tubi and be fine. <laughs> There's so much good stuff on Tubi. <laughs> That's like a perfect... yeah. The um, the character who plays the detective. Um, what's her name? Monica, the actress. Anywho, yeah. Oh. Well, it's 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 a it's a it's a drag queen actually who's a writer director and he wrote and directed the play um, that he's been performing for at least twenty years before he adapted it into this movie, and he had actually so he was actually the star in the play and played get or played um, what's her name Chicklet and <laughs> and um. He decided when he, you know, was going to shoot the film that he wasn't going to play her because it just wouldn't have looked right on film versus on stage. And that's why they went with somebody else who would look more like a 16-year-old. Um, but, yeah, it's super cool to know that, yeah, it was on off-Broadway uh, for a few, a couple of decades before it was uh, a movie. So this I can see that. Yeah, that's, yeah I, can I, I can totally, totally see that, that being on off-Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, yep. yeah, so that had uh, Lauren Ambrose, Thomas Gibson, Amy Adams. That feels like 2000 casting to Nicholas Brendan, yeah. which I believe he was from Buffy, right? So it, that feels like even that perfect, uh, that was that f group that yeah. got casted a lot. Very good pick. Really good pick. I dig this. I'm, and great poster, by the way, there too. <laughs> got the hand there. I would have liked it. This would have been really fun to actually see off Broadway as well. I think that would have been fun. Oh, yeah. For sure. All right. Classy production. Yes, it is. All right, Mario, you're up. Let's stick with the water theme. So you got to follow Psycho Beach Party. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't. I don't have a water themed one, but I do have. I have. <laughs> I, I have a pick, and you kind of just called it just earlier because my first pick was uh, actually the Final Girls. Camp Bloodbath is the granddaddy of all campsite slasher films. Max's mom plays Nancy, this shy girl next door. Nice legs, what time they open. It's cool you get to remember your mom this way. At least I get to see her on the anniversary of her death, even if she is being chased by a psycho. I had no idea. That was serendipitous. I had no idea. Um, I love this movie. I think, I don't, I don't, I feel like it gets confused with another movie called The Final Girl. Yes. They get mixed up on the video store shelf. Yes, they were around the same time too, right? Yeah. I think um, this is one of, this movie, like, uh, it took the whole meta slasher gimmick and wrapped it in itself over and over. It's got that multi layered meta slasher. Um, I don't know. I, I really dig this movie. It's not necessarily a full summer movie, but it takes place at a summer camp, at, at a summer slasher film. Oh, wait, so okay. Final Girl was the other one that actually had Abigail uh, Breslin in it, right? I believe so. Yeah, which was also, that actually was really good as well. 
and and Wes Bentley in there. Yeah, that's different from the Final Girls. With the Final Girls, felt a little bit like uh, the Cabin in the Woods kind of feel, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Very good stuff. Was Adam I didn't know I was supposed to pick a beach one, guys. Oh no. (laughs) 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 There's a. Well, you're going to find out with mine, there's, there, I, I kind of, the topics are so inter, intertwined that it's going to, I'm trying to make sure I keep track of it, but I, I didn't want to jump off. So this had a, how do you say her name? Is it Talissa Famiga? Thaisa. Yeah. Thaisa. That's Thaisa it. Famiga. Thaisa, Thaisa Famiga. I think she's right? somebody's daughter. Her mother is also an actress. Yeah. Who played? Thaisa. Thaisa. Something like that. She played in the the prequel to the Psycho. She played Norman Bates' mom, right? Vera. Vera. I think Vera. she was also oh, yeah. in The Departed. That was loved it. it. Yes, in so Departed, that was good. So I'm trying to see what year. Oh, so that was 2015. I was trying to see if that actually Final Girls came out before Cabin in the Woods, but it looks like it came out after. But yes, yeah, same vibe. Let's see if that is available. Is that on Tubi too? Where did you <laughs> see it? Where was the I want to say I rented. I mean, it. I watched it on Hulu multiple times. Okay, yeah. I, mean, I don't know it if it's was... still on Hulu. It's probably making the rounds from place to place. Yeah, you can rent it out on. Uh, doesn't look like it's Hulu, but yeah, it's 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 rentable on all the uh, YouTube, Google, Apple, Redbox. All right, I'm going mine. I'm trying to make sure I keep mine. So we're going with water. I'm going to confuse you guys too because I'm going to select my water one. Is going to sound like my vacation one. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to stick with the water one. The thumbnail was very serendipitous. It kind of gave it away. I'm going with a double feature of both creep show stories on water. Richard! I'm going to get you. You hear me, Richard? You hear me, Richard? I'm gonna get you! Gotta hold your breath there, Harry. Gotta hold your breath. Something to tide over. You know, you see the gifts, you see, you know, Ted Danson, you see Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> it's very you think when you think creep show, you think of his head in the water. It stuck with me at a very young age. I had already seen Leslie Nielsen in Airplane. You'd already seen him in Police Squad. So this was such a departure that by the time you saw it, and you're like, wait, that's the guy from Airplane in there with the guy from Cheers. But it's like a horror <laughs> movie, and it's like a revenge fantasy. And then just the yeah. thought, the whole thing of just, I think we all have that buried alive fear, right? Of just like not being able to move your arms. But then the thought of like, the crabs and then like the water coming at you very very unsettling at that age <laughs> but it stuck with me and then now i'm a huge fan of it and then creep show 2 came out brandy have you gone crazy this thing i don't know what the hell it is it's an oil slick i guess it's not an oil slick have you ever seen a perfectly round oil slick before i've never seen an oil slick at all Dad, I'm cold. 
Besides, Poncho, I don't believe in oil slicks, man. I only believe in what I can smell and taste and touch. <laughs> Creepshow 1 was 82. Creepshow 2 was 87. There was a whole backstory of what happened with Creepshow 2. It was one of those productions that went off the rails. They had five stories. One of them included bowling zombies going for revenge. They tossed all of those <laughs> out. And, but the one they stuck with was the raft. And to me, the raft was terrifying because I, you know, when it's raining and ironically later on in Unbreakable, they had that scene when the pool has those covers and then you fall, you always have this fear you're going to fall in and then get wrapped up in the cover and drown. That's what the raft yeah. felt like to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. The raft of just having this whole feeling that if you just barely even touch this thing, it's going to basically eat your skin alive. <laughs> and then you have exactly what some people are thinking. Like, I'm pretty fast. Can I make it to shore quick enough? And then here in the backstory of this, so the backstory was... They were trying to get a tax credit. They were filming in Arizona and they were filming in Maine, you know, to appease one of the stories for Stephen King. And the other two stories are great. Old Chief Woodenhead and Thanks for the Ride, Thanks for the Ride Lady, the Hitchhiker. But they filmed in Arizona the raft because I was like, it's perfect because it's always hot there. Well, they had like an unusually big rainstorm that, that opened up like an, an underground reservoir and the water was like 45 degrees and one of the actors actually got hypothermia <laughs> filming that scene so like I rewatched it again today and just like I wanted to just see I think that added to the performance that you saw like how tense they really were uh, and then again it was just such a simple premise right they just drive up to the to the lake swim out to this raft and then they're trapped and then they're just screwed. And then they did a there's and there was also a lot of eighties stuff that probably would not fly today that actually happened on that raft that you're like, oh, I don't know. That's uh yeah, you couldn't do you couldn't get away with that. And that, that was very Revenge of the Nerds crime edition of like, no, you can't do that. So but it was really good that especially that last ten scene, I won't give the spoiler when somebody of course makes the break for it and they try to un you know, try to make it to shore before they do that. So I think that On the Water, Creepshow 1 and Creepshow 2, if you just watch those stories back-to-back, -back, that's a really fun double feature of On the Water Horror. Great okay. picks. Yeah, yes. I love those. <laughs> do you think there's a big uh, difference in quality between Creepshow 1 and 2? Huge like the animations are weird in Creepshow too, aren't they? Yeah, they ran out of money. <laughs> so, so they ran out of money. George Romero kind of didn't want to do it. Stephen King was kind of done. They tried to get Tom Savini to come in, and then he couldn't do it. And then the DP from Creepshow ended up being the director, but they didn't have a lot of the the comic book vibes that they had in the first one of like changing the page and it turned into the panel. So then they had that kind of hastily drawn cartoon to try to thumb it together. Uh, so, yeah, you can tell the budget dropped <laughs> and then the quality dropped from it. Yeah, because the animations in Creepshow 1 are, are creepy and gothy and very cool. And, like, they're, in Creepshow 2, they're, like, flash animations. Yeah, exactly. Like Don Bluth flash animations. Yeah, that's actually a really good comparison because that's <laughs> what it did feel like. So Happy ghouls. But it actually, again, rewatching. I didn't rewatch the first one because I think everyone's seen the first Creepshow. You get, there's so many gifts for it. But I was like, let me rewatch the second one. I feel like it's a faster and 
all three of those stories hold up really well. And Old Chief Woodenhead, you know, I was probably what I thought was the weakest one. But then going back and watching it again, it was like, I think this is aging <laughs> surprisingly well for a horror movie. So I can see why Shudder scooped those up. And I do like the series too. The series has some weak ones and they have some strong ones on Creepshow. Yeah. But just like you got George Kennedy. Another airplane alum, which is what stuck. Uh, oh, no, he was Naked Gun, but it was also just from that same vein. It was like first you get Leslie Nielsen and then you get George Kennedy. Uh, that held up really well. And you still got your obligatory Stephen King. He, he was a cameo, not as powerful as his first one when he, you know, he touched meteor shit and turned into that. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it's a really fun ride. But the one that really st- the raft... Swimming in the pool, similar to the Jaws vibes, like how, how fast can you get out of the water? And thanks for the ride, lady. Anytime yeah. you're driving at 2 a.m. and you see <laughs> anyone in the side of the road, that thanks for the ride always kind of stuck in my head. Yeah, it's really, really hard just to pick a top favorite. No, yeah. One, yeah, this is, every. I feel like all the choices, unless it's Jaws, is, is going to have some kind of asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> It'll have some okay, kind. We get it. <laughs> okay, I need to add a sidebar since okay. I felt unprepared for the next yes, one. I think, I think that I think if I had to pick another another beach horror movie, unconventional beach horror movie, um, yeah. if y'all might have seen this recently, The Lighthouse. How long have we been on this rock? Five weeks? Two days? Help me to recollect. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did you Eggers, see the lighthouse? Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah, forgot yeah. his name. I Eggers. loved it. <laughs> this is like yeah. a ho- this is a horror movie about like having a ro- having a roommate <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> and like it's uh it's it's uh it's it's you watch this and you think that it's um it's really striving for creepy and 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 all that, but there's just comedy elements that jump out out of nowhere. Oh yeah, and they make it even creepier. Anyway, yeah. The Lighthouse is a beach horror movie. Watch that one. <laughs> it is. That's where, that's where lighthouses live. <laughs> what's up, Adam? Adam, what's up? So what's we had Adam? Psycho Beach Party, The Lighthouse, and Creepshow Double Feature. And we'll have... So were you going to use The Final Girls as your camping horror? Let's just forget that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Adam says he was watching uh, Tom Savini on some late night talk show talking about the first creep show effects. He used Rice Krispies for a lot of effects. Oh, really? I could see that for like bones and whatnot. Yeah. I got to plug. I, got, I, I just put it in the chat. I just plugged. I listened to uh, Tom Savini's episode of the history of horror extra that Eli Roth does. That's just podcast only. And listening mm-hmm. to those stories makes me want to go back in time and change my career choice from pro wrestler to just horror makeup artists because they just sound like they had a blast, but it sounds like oh, it was just so yeah. much work, so much work. And then he had an incident with a, yeah, with a with a prop gun. <laughs> mm. That yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it, but it's really great. And that circle runs so small, like they're they're all buddies, they all know each other. He was just prop giving props to Rick Baker, you know, and and KMB and Fex from The Walking Dead, so. Yeah, I can't, if you add that as an asterisk to our recommendations, History of Horror podcast. Rainbow, what do you think? You want to move to move to a camp? Yeah, camping next. All right, camping. Let's do it. 
So, yes, my pick <clears throat> pick for camping is The Ritual from 2017. Oh, my God. What is that? It's a warning. Well, this is clearly the house we'll get murdered in. We need to get out of here. They're hunting us. Ah! What the hell do they want? We're going to have to run. Oh, my God! One, two, three. I just absolutely love, love, love this movie. It's set in Sweden, uh, but they shot it in Romania. And it's just about four friends who go out into the woods camping in honor of their friend who had passed away in uh, a gro um, a convenience store robbery that his friend was a witness to who actually didn't help him. Um, so when these friends go out camping, um, he's basically haunted by his actions and his friend's death. And so each friend also has their own, you know, turmoil going on within them. So when they're in the woods, that's kind of what is uh, plaguing them uh, because of this deity that is living in the woods. And this creature is one of the absolute best creatures, um, you know, of the century, really, honestly, it's just so awesome. And I love seeing it every time you don't get to see it too, too much. You see it mostly toward the end. But just the whole concept and everything I just love. Um, so yeah, they're just a bunch of fellas stuck in the woods and they just get knocked off one by one. And That's, it's awesome. That sounds great. <laughs> Again, yeah, we're all for, you know, less is more, show it a little bit less, yeah. let our let our imagination do do the talking. So this is yeah. interesting because I don't know of how many British horror movies that I've actually seen. Like I I maybe you would count uh Last Night in Soho that I didn't realize that was going to be somewhat of a horror movie. It's like one of the few <laughs> British horror movies they, they make. So is there a different vibe with these when it's a British horror movie? Kind of like, you know, British comedy always has a very specific vibe. Um, I feel like this one, not so much. It felt, you know, um, I, it didn't really stand out. But recently I've seen uh, Prevenge, which is a comedy horror as well. And I could see that kind of having that vibe that you're talking about more. Um, but this one, um, not so much. It was just because it was just four dudes in the woods. And um, no, it didn't, didn't have that vibe. It was just, <laughs> I'll say that. Got it. <laughs> All right. Adam says David Bruckner is a great director. Adam would know. He's looking at his IMDb here. He did The Signal. Do you remember The Signal? I need to see that. I saw that. And he also did um, Hellraiser, which I enjoy. He did the new Hellraiser. And oh, he did the new Hellraiser? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah which I which I like. And let's see. He did and a then, segment in the original VHS. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did yeah. not know that. I don't know which one he did. I did see the Night House. Amateur, I didn't Amateur know. I Night. One. I don't know which yeah. one that is. Do you know which one that is? No. I remember the first I VHS. I don't, I, don't, I don't recall that segment. Um, he directed for Creepshow. Did a few mm -hmm. episodes of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's legit. I've never seen this one talk show. Oh, that's a short. The Nighthouse had a great vibe. That was that was definitely during like lockdown time, but I do remember seeing that and I just like the uh I like the whole aesthetic that it created in there. It had that So yeah, I'm I'm a fan of his. So if he did this, this is definitely got to be this is worth going back oh, and, yeah. and checking out. 
I remember hearing about this movie and it just got by me. It was when it was a Netflix movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it got bought by Netflix for distribution when it premiered um, at uh, which festival here? The Toronto Film Festival. Oh yeah, Toronto. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, released in the UK on October thirteenth by E One. Yeah. So it didn't. Mm-hmm. So it never had a. It didn't have a theatrical run here. It had a theatrical run in the, and then went to yeah. Netflix. Got yep. it. Sidebar: Netflix should go ahead and just buy theaters, <laughs> so we can go watch sure. Netflix movies in the theaters. Because yeah. I would have liked to see that in the theater. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like Netflix yeah. movies they just disappear. They get buried under whatever. Karate yeah. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, yep. people hate on just streaming movies in the in the first place, just because they just want to hate on the streaming platforms in the first place. So they don't want to give those movies as much a chance as they would any other movie. Here's my pitch: Netflix, bring back dollar theaters and show your movies yeah. there. Give us that, there and we'll go. go. We'll go buy snacks. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just make money on your snacks. I'll yeah. buy those Netflix branded Sour Patch. We'll do kids. it. I don't care. <laughs> Give us sell them sell the memberships, and you can go watch Netflix at the theater instead of at home, where you can never decide what to watch. <laughs> you know the sh- and mm-hmm. no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, in talking about the ritual, it reminded me of the last horror movie that I did just watch, which was Evil Dead, uh, the the latest Evil Dead. Wait, you you already saw it. No, no, no. 2013. Oh, oh got it. And in, in preparation for this weekend when I do watch it. Yes. Okay. Here we <laughs> it go. just triggered my memory. Got it. Yeah, that was <laughs> that one was solid. I think that was still Bruce Campbell's gone through all these like different stages. And I think there's still a lot of people that just weren't willing to accept that he wasn't going to be like a part of that. And that movie had. Yeah, that movie got unnecessary, you know, kind of buried in a way, not realizing on how good it was. For sure. Yep. So yeah, we got our ticks for tomorrow. Super psyched. I have a theory that there's two Evil Dead universes. There's the extreme horror universe that, and it, it splintered off into the Ash universe, which was the comedy universe. Yes. So I think you there can you have know. both kinds of Evil Dead movies uh, coming out. Because I've seen <laughs> people go. complain about Evil Dead being too too creepy and too horror, but that's originally how it started. You know. Oh yeah, that first one. Yeah. Yeah. Is Evil Dead two the first sequel boot? It feels like it. It did feel like that because I remember seeing it. I was like, it seems really f- familiar. Like we saw this one already, but it's a little funnier. Yeah, they just do the first movie in the first 10 minutes or something like that. I still remember when my brother brought home that VHS. I still remember that first Evil Dead and that sh- getting her head lopped off with that shovel. And I just remember <laughs> sitting there in front of TV like, what the hell did you just read? <laughs> that was so fun. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, I, the one, the vibe that they always do manage to catch, and that's why I'm really curious about Evil Dead Rise, is there's horror movies that are fun, that are just like you're going for a good, you know, they're fun screams. This, this one is, looks like they're trying to go back to their terrifying roots, because <laughs> I, I don't, like you said, people are going to go to the hospital. You did a short about this that mm-hmm. I think people are going to say, this looks really, that, they picked the perfect shot of showing the mother through the peephole like that. Like, it's so haunting. Like, if I was at the impressionable age, like when I saw the first Evil Dead, that would be the one that's, like, singed into my brain. <laughs> well, if you type it into Twitter, the emoji is a cheese grater. So oh, make of that what you will. So funny. You've seen the people getting the little swag bags with the grater in there. Oh. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh. Uh. 
Cannot wait. Oh yes, that's gonna be a good one. <laughs> All right, Mario, you're up. You're we're we're camping now. We're doing camping. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Adam said, are we talking about tent camping or summer camp movies? Um, mm. I think both. both. I think yeah. I think yeah. it can fall into either one. Well, I'll tell you what. In this particular instance, I'm talking about summer camping, and this is probably. This is, this is probably one we should have left out. If I would have got the Jaws parameters ahead of time and all that stuff, I might have left this one out. But I think I think a lot of people have I think a lot of people have not seen this one. Oh, Piranha Salad. Yes, Piranha is. <laughs> I want to change mine to Piranha. No, but like, um, this is just one that I think maybe just watch because it's pretty much everything in this movie is wholly inappropriate today. And nothing of it is probably watchable, or you don't even want to tell anybody that it happened in a movie you watched, um, is uh, Sleepaway Camp. Dear Mom and Dad, I've been at a sleepaway camp for almost three weeks, and I'm getting very scared. Welcome to Sleepaway Camp. Someone is watching you. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm sure you knew yep, that's right. Yep. I knew one of y'all were going to say it. So. It has to be. There it is. It has to be. Our good friend, Felicia Rose, friend that's of the right. show. Yes, friend of the show. Oh, nice. We were totally stalking her that day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're going to be a friend of the show. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> Look, the whole movie, if you watch the movie... Like, like, say you never saw the ending, the last, basically the last shot of the movie. It's pretty terrible, honestly. A lot of it's really, really yes. bad. And what is, and there's just stuff in there that's, that just, it's grotesque. Like the, the chef who is a pedophile as well. Yes. yes. Chef. God. Yes. God. And he ends up uh, getting killed with uh, boiling cream corn or something. Yes. Loved it. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think that this movie remains forever just disturbing for that final shot, which I don't know. I never saw it coming. No. I never saw it coming. And it looks even weirder because it's like a the way they did the effect, you know? Right. It's like they turned Felicia Rose's head into like a lion head (laughs) on top of this tiny body. (laughs) Um, I think uh, Sleepaway Camp... Is one just you got to keep it in the arsenal of summer movies? It's got to be in there. Yeah, I when agree. you make your playlist, it's short. It's very short. It's quicker than a hiccup. Yeah, for sure. Um, the ma- the kid who's in it, I forget what else he's been in, but he was in some stuff. You know, <laughs> we got her to reshare uh, one of our posts because I posted that like somewhat of that. Right before the image cut off, but then I put it to the crying game music because I was like, this was before the crying game reveal. I was like, how come growing up, like people were like, oh, did you see the crying game? This is what people should have continued to talk about. This was like being chatted about on the underground circuit. But this was this happened before the crying game. They have jurisdiction of that twist (laughs) that nobody saw coming. That she still makes a great living at, because she's fun. Yeah. Like she's she's great in person. She's always she's always on Joe Bob. She'll appear on there, so it's it's cool that you know you have the people that kind of like shoo, shoo away from stuff that they've done in the past, and the ones that embrace it. I feel like are are rewarded by the fans for it. Yeah, and this in a way was sort of an early spoof movie. This is spoofing the original uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. You know, we got all you got all kinds of uh, 
Friday the 13th spoofs after that one got over. Yeah. Because obviously shooting in the woods is cheap. You know, yep. you don't need a whole lot of, uh, you don't need a whole lot of production value there. Yeah. Just trees. <laughs> and like a cool, a cool weapon. So, uh, yeah, we filmed, oh, man, that's been 10 years now. Randy wrote this script and we filmed Stabbing Cabin. And that was the, exactly the, the theory of it. It was just like, oh, you're just going to film in the woods. And I tell you what, man, if you're like in the middle of the woods in East Texas and you, you raise one of these big lights, you're going to be shocked of how many bugs come out to those lights. It's not oh, as yeah. easy as you think. Like literally it just went, they just swarmed around the light and just were like crawling at the light. And I'm like, someone just mm. needs to film this. This is the horror movie <laughs> that we're trying to make a movie. And the bugs are attacking the lights. And one mm-hmm. of these, like, this giant, like, locust, like, landed in, like, the main actress's head. And she gave the best scream. And I just remember people, like, <laughs> did anybody get that? <laughs> did anybody get that? Because we could just use that for something. <laughs> Adam was suggesting Beehive Kill as well. I'm looking that one up. I can't find any info on oh, that. What beehive is Beehive Kill? Kill? Sounds good. I like the Man, title. Man, I was going to say it's already in the running for Psycho Beach Party. Of, as far as titles go. <laughs> Do you think, uh, going back to your um, bugs in the uh, light story. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think bugs watch movies about uh, getting zapped in those things? <laughs> <laughs> That's the stuff nightmares are made of for them. <laughs> oh, the beehive kill in Sleepaway Camp. Oh, oh yeah, 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 that was one of the kills. Which Got went it. on to inspire my girls, uh, Macaulay Conkin's death in that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> now that's a horror movie. <laughs> Poor Macaulay. All right. Mm. All right. That's a good pick. That's a very good pick. I'm going to stick. So again, I told you my, I feel like all my picks kind of double dip. This one is technically a vacation movie that turned into in, in, unintentional camping. And Rainbow, you already brought it up, and I'm talking about the 1977 film, The Hills Have Eyes. They wanted to see something different, but something different saw them first. The Hills Have Eyes. Because that one, again, I was watching these movies, and if you do the math, it's like at a very impressionable age. Like, where were your parents? But, (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, Michael Berryman, and that was his second, second movie just really stuck with you like in your head like obviously you knew his face every time you saw him in any movies that came afterwards you just obviously yeah you're gonna spot him this guy yeah that's him man isn't he like a college professor or he he is yeah he's like he's super intelligent he actually also the the ailment that he has has he doesn't have any sweat glands so filming the hills have eyes out there he they were struggling to make sure that he didn't get a heat stroke so they had to take extra precaution with him because obviously they were shooting in the middle of a desert but man so so good early west craven when it felt this was 70s horror right so this is when it was a little less fun so i'm going to just bring up a few of the scenes that really stuck with me uh and i don't remember if obviously you remember the names i mean papa jupe they had all their names named after the planets, but when the one brother broke into the camper, which is camping, and he bit off the canary's head and then drank the water. 
drank it like water. That he drank one. canary water? No, sorry. He bit off the canary's head and drank the blood like water. Like he literally just like drank it. That was like one of the ones that really like, I don't even know if you can do that anymore, even though it's clearly, well, I hope it was a work, but that one stuck in my head. And then just the dogs, the dogs, Beauty and the Beast, you know, obviously there was, that was hard, but then I just remember, yeah, beauty, yeah, <laughs> yeah. beauty. And I just remember, <laughs> and I remember getting my dogs like, get the dogs in the house, get the dogs in the house. <laughs> Cause it was just like, so terrible. Like this movie was like chilling at the time. And just the ending was like really, really like stuck with you. Cause you just realized that they just went, they just went full bore. Like they just had everything that they had to do to combat this, like, a real family versus this cannibal family. And then in the end, you had to almost resort to the cannibalistic methods to save your family. That's terrifying. <laughs> this wasn't fun horror by any sense. This was not the one like this is fun. But I think if you watch it for what it is, it really mm-hmm. will stick with you. Early West Craven was really, was really brutal. Yeah. That and Last House on the Left are... are- yeah, this was exactly right. This has that same last house on the left vibe. So. After that, yeah. Oof. Because he actually didn't even want to do horror after Last House on the Left, and he couldn't find producers to produce anything that wasn't horror. And so then he was like, "Fine, all right, you guys want horror? Here's you know the hills have eyes. Here's some here's some more disturbing shit for you." So yeah, he was one of those old school, real 1970s. Uh, journeyman directors like he went he went he came to this from porn yeah he did porn for for gigs because that was just what you did if you wanted to be a director you had to cut your teeth on porn because they had film (laughs) they had film and they had cameras you know it wasn't like now we can just shoot a film on your phone so uh the pornos (laughs) had all this film stock and they had cameras so that's how you would train and eventually you'd graduate to horror movies I would even like to has go. one of his uh, porn films listed on IMDb. It's funny. Oh, does There's it really? One credit at the very bottom. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, Stallone was in porn. <laughs> yes, Stallone was. <laughs> that would be a fun list to get of just like before they were. It was like the the yeah. the funniest movie that somebody did. You know, leading up to their career or the porniest movies that somebody ever did <laughs> leading, up, leading up to their career. But yeah. Sidebar, uh, Michael Behrman was also great in Weird Science. He was. Where he played, he played kind of himself. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> on the motorcycle. And he was also, he played a scientist in ALF. And that's the one that sticks in my head. Because I remember <laughs> him talk, ALF, they captured ALF. He was in a cage and Michael Behrman comes in looking like a scientist. And ALF looks at him and was like, how'd you get out of your cage? <laughs> that one always Oh comes. yeah, that weird ALF season where he was captured. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Elf is a horror movie. That's what we got to talk about someday. <laughs> By the way, I found an image. I found an image of the beehive death from Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Oh nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. See that movie just for all its inappropriateness. <laughs> is Michael Berryman still alive? He is. Yes. Has he, he still does autograph shows? He wasn't at the last one. No, nope. He was not there. Actually, I believe in. A, I have a. I have his email address. He, you know, of course. He was friends with Bobby Zadar, and when I wrote that script for Bobby, and he was like, "I'm gonna get all these. I'm gonna get all these guys, Jeffrey. I'm gonna get all these guys. I'm gonna get Michael Berryman. He's gonna play a preacher for you. You know, he's a really religious guy." 
<laughs> Jeff, I love it when you talk about Bobby Zadar. Can I do a pitch to you right now? Can we yeah. do a Can we do a movie about Bobby Zadar? I'd love to do a movie. Just about call Bobby it like Zadar. me and Bobby Zadar. You write the script. Start after the show. I really should, man. That because he was there for the night for the uh, the bug light. He was there that night. Uh huh. So. That would be great. He was in Stabbing Cabin? He was in Stabbing Cabin, yes. He played a <laughs> sheriff in Stabbing Cabin. <laughs> the never release, but I would I would pay I should try to we should get that footage and then write a movie around that footage. That would be that would be fun. There you go. I'm into it. That's yeah. A, that's yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that would be good because now we, we have a built in prequel. Like where'd this footage come <laughs> from? It's like we shot it and we're just you know, we're just gonna do something with it now. Did y'all like the remake of The Hills Have Eyes? I was just going to say, I did not see it. I did not no? watch it. No. Oh, you're in for a treat. Really? It's good? You did not like it? No, I didn't see Mario, it. Oh, I, I haven't seen it either, honestly. And oh, okay, I know, okay, I know okay, it's, great, uh, great. I know it's Andrea Ja, which who I really like. Oh, uh, I like all his so stuff. Uh, I don't yes. know why I just never it's caught him that and one. somebody else's other buddy. I forget. Um, but yeah, they did a couple of things together. But yeah. Uh, <clears throat> It's 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 perfect. Shout out to Andre <laughs> Ja. He does great wow. work. Yeah. Everything he does yeah, is yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. I can't think. I, let's, I want to look up his filmography, but like Crawl, Crawl is a masterpiece. Still need to see that. That's one of the greatest. I shied away from it. It's one of the best <laughs> movies of all time. Wait, Crawl opinion. with the with the Gator with the Gator. Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so good. And you don't think it's going to be good, but it's unbelievably good. Yeah. I had no idea it was going to be good, and you told me to watch that, and then Tarantino recommended how good it was. I'm like, all right, and it was on Hulu. <laughs> Tarantino. Yeah. Here's the thing, too. is like we were talking about fun horror versus brutal horror, sexy horror. Sharks is sexy horror. Alligators are freaking terrifying horror. There's nothing yes. sexy about hanging out with the gators, right? Because the sharks, like, oh, you might get people in, at the beach and sunning and tanning and doing all this, but, like, the gator? No. You don't have any of those people know. at shore. <laughs> if you, I know uh, you guys are both from the area, so if you've ever driven east and you drove over that Atachafalaya Bridge that goes on for like miles and miles, and all I can think of is like, how many gators am I over right now? And it just gives you the chills. <laughs> so that's why I think Crawl really worked as a really good horror movie. <laughs> Let's see. He did uh, Alejandro Ja. Uh, did High Tension. Did y'all see High Tension? That's a good one. No. Oh, yeah. Um, Wait, that's definitely I'm worth... thinking of a different one. It's sort of a straightforward slasher, but it's really well done. Uh, good to check out. Hills Have Eyes remake. Something called Mirrors. Something called The Esker File. He did the Piranha 3D remake. Oh, he Which did I thought was too. really good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I, that I saw. He did Horns with uh, Harry Potter was in that. He did Horns? He did Horns. Oh, with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yeah, I liked Horns. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, the Ninth Life of Lewis Drax. Campfire Creepers. That's a short. He did Crawl. And he did something called Oxygen, which I haven't seen. Anyway. That's, that's pretty... I didn't have any reason why I didn't see it. I just remember at the time thinking that it was so bold to remake a movie to me that worked so well originally. And I think I just never thought anything of it after that and never just went back and watched it. But it sounds like I need to go back and watch it. It has that same brutal feel to it, though. Like, this isn't fun horror, <laughs> the remake yeah, either. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. Um, but, yeah, it, it took them a while to get to making the remake, and they were picky about who they had chosen to be the directors for for the remake. And... Yeah, they just stayed really true to the original and then just amplified it with the new technology that we have today. 
with the little sprinklings of new things, but it's this it's the old movie just revamped, like the crazies and oh, yeah, uh, with the crazies. I always just call out this movie and the crazies as one of the best remakes that were just great odes to the original. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah. I did en- I did see the uh, remake of the crazies and I did enjoy that. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, Tim- like- Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant. Yes. Yep. Oh, good. Oh, he, man. yeah, he should just be more praised and famous too. Just like hundred percent agree. 100%. Justified is so good. Mm, uh, if, you, if you watch Justified, it's 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 such a fun show. It's just it's a throwback to old. Uh, you remember back in like the eighties, late seventies, the show, every show was like, uh, you know, a detective finds a bad guy and they kill him at the end. He's just he's killing someone in every episode. <laughs> it's just kind of a throwback to that. You know they're making. I, I think I read that correctly, right? That they're making a standalone movie of that of Justified. They're doing something. It's coming back in yeah. some capacity. It's a good show. Uh, it's a good show. Definitely worth checking out. Timothy Oliphant is good, man. He, again, he's the other show that he's great in recently that isn't on air anymore, not on air, but is done. Uh, is Santa Clarita? I was just gonna say, I, yeah, that was like the closest <laughs> yeah. he got to like a lighter version of him with him and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. I didn't watch the second season. I did watch the first season. So good. Mm. All right, I need to go back and watch that. Yeah, because he is really good. And if you saw like the head of hair that that dude is is rocking now in the book of Boba Fett, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a, that's an actor's hair. <laughs> it's like because that's not a wig. That's a, that's dude's mm. real do. Yeah, <laughs> for real. All right, so let's do our quick review. So we had the the rituals, we had Hills Have Eyes, and we had the the OG Sleepaway Camp for our camping films. All all great great picks. All right. Next round, we are going with vacation films. So, Rainbow, we'll start with you. <laughs> all right. One of my favorite movies of all time, an adaptation of a novel, and the writer of the novel also wrote the screenplay, and that is 2008's The Ruins. What do you guys think? Ancient Mayan temple off the beaten path. I want to go. I'm in. 1,000 years ago. This feels weird, Jeff. Why won't they come near us? This was a place of sacrifice. Wow. It's beautiful. It still is. Something's on me. Yes. And yes. The Ruins. (laughs) It stars Jenna Malone, who is awesome. Um, Yeah, so it's basically these kids on vacation. They have, you know, one last night overseas before they go back home. And this dude offers them to go to some Mayan ruins. And, you know, once they get there, uh, the locals don't let them leave. And they don't understand why. But they soon realize that it's because they've contaminated themselves by touching these plants that you see behind them, uh, which are poisonous. And these plants are just so creepy. They are basically murderous plants. But in the movie, they really only kill one person and everybody else is just kind of killing one another or themselves because these plants are just infiltrating their bodies and making weird noises and are just 
evil ass plants <laughs> and <laughs> it's just so gruesome and there's a few there's a couple of endings and there's like a good ending like you know a happy ending and then a sad ending and the sad ending is obviously the better ending um so it's it's hard to tell which one you're going to get with you look it up and try to watch it but um yeah it's super gory and you know it doesn't totally rely on the gore it's also a psychological uh thriller a psychological ride and it, it's just it's wonderful it's a great it's a great movie and i fall in love with it more each time i watch it. and i've watched it so many times it's great i think finding a way to again tapping into these primal fears that we all have kind of like exactly. embedded in our brains and the ruins is is one of that whether you're getting into like feeling exposed or the opposite of that of claustrophobia like when you find a way to narrate your story throughout one of those primal fears you'll never go wrong you'll never go wrong because again you don't have to do too much explaining it just is and then you just feel it right yes so that's with these plants you know they're you know it's like a play on real life this could actually happen and or you know at least in a few hundred years and it could in some places that we haven't explored yet on this planet in the ocean or elsewhere and you know we have these plants who are mimicking what they hear like a cell phone ringing or somebody calling out somebody's name and (laughs) we recently just learned like literally a couple of weeks ago in the news we've learned that plants actually make noise when they're when they need water when they're dehydrated (laughs) really i didn't see that yes and so that just makes this movie that much more creepy because we already have venus flytraps and other carnivorous plants right in in real life you know so yeah playing on that you know reality that grounded in reality uh aspect and you know the the real reality of uh going abroad and never coming home. <laughs> right, know? that's another one. So, yeah. It's crazy. And they got the they got that real fungus from The Last of Us now. You read about this, right? No, oh, yeah, no. That's yeah. a shoot. It's real. <laughs> no. Wait, what? It, no, like it's it's out there. It's actually happening now. It's like spreading. Google it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok it. It's there. I'm sure kids are talking about it. Oh, you know it. Always something. Yeah. I, I like the idea of just, again, and now it's bringing it closer to home, but I feel like anytime there was like a space movie or any going in the unknown lands, they always had like, be careful, you know, even something as simple as the plants can kill you. They even brought that up in Jurassic Park, right? So actually to bring it a little bit closer to our reality of just like going on a vacation <laughs> and going on, you know, and a, a side jaunt and to get trapped there. With something so bizarre like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were they found a way to do what M. Night Shyamalan was trying to do in the happening. <laughs> right? Didn't didn't the, the plants try to fight, but there was a different type of attack on people. But the oh. to pr- remember to protect the bees, the plants started fighting back. Maybe he was a little bit more ahead of his time than people give him credit for, right? Everyone just kinda laughs about, you know, what? Oh, I love no. the happening. Happening is wonderful. Yeah. Ugh. So you, everyone always remembers the Mark Wahlberg stuff, but if you think about it, I mean, it worked. I, I need, I think it's worth rewatching because mm-hmm. if there's anything that could attack us and if we became a threat, it would be the things that actually help us breathe 
if you know if all of a sudden we came a threat to them like guess what you're not breathing anymore or just anything you can kind of do it's it's not as far-fetched as it as hollywood would have had you exactly. believe originally so that's that's a good pick also that part where the guy talks about hot dogs for like 10 minutes is really good <laughs> you should watch just for that <laughs> king gore is here say what's up to king gore King. What's up, King Gore? King Gore what's, what's up? up? Adam threw in Race with the Devil as a summer horror movie. Oh. Have y'all seen Race with the Devil, Jeff? I feel like you've seen that one. Race with the Devil? Peter Fonda, 1975. Yeah. Oh, if I did see it, I don't remember. I mean, I do remember the movie, but I don't remember anything about watching it. Two couples vacationing together in an RV from Texas to Colorado are terrorized after they witness a murder during a satanic ritual. Oh man, that yeah, seventy five hard too. So it's gonna be terrifying because there's seventies <laughs> <laughs> are scarier, and then seventy years with like satanic stuff. Oof, forget S- it. Satan was way scarier in the seventies. He was way scarier in the seventies. <laughs> Dirt bike vacation. What do you? What are your guys? Not to uh, before I give my pick. What are your guys' feelings on uh, David Gordon Green? You know who did the revamp of Halloween, taking on The Exorcist. Well, he's doing a sequel boot, right? Yeah, it's a sequel boot. They actually are getting uh, Linda Blair's coming back for at least one of them. And apparently it's going to be a trilogy. It's not going to be a single movie. Yeah. Which I don't think The Exorcist was originally designed to be a trilogy, but it did turn into a trilogy. And I think everyone remembers that Exorcist 3 scene with that giant white-looking wraith behind the nurse. I think it really sticks with people's head. But you guys, that's listed as a lot of people's scariest movie of all time is do you guys agree or disagree with that the exorcist for me yeah go ahead the exorcist being the scariest movie of all time yeah a lot of people list that as their their scariest movies of all time ask any of my relatives and they'll tell you yes (laughs) (laughs) you can't even you can't even mention that movie in their houses if you talk about the exorcist you have to leave (laughs) It's probably the most realistic depiction of like something satanic ever, right? Because it plays it like as if she had a mental disorder, you know? Yes. Imagine if your daughter, you know, got mental illness and it turns out, oh, wait, actually, she's possessed by Satan. <laughs> yeah, that is scary. Yeah. Um, I oh, think- <laughs> King Gore. Sorry, I saw King Gore's <laughs> comment. It just got me. As long as we don't have an exorcist ends. Like, well, the the devil jumped to this kid ne- next door named Corey Cunningham, which it's still scary, <laughs> but it has nothing to do with the mainstream. You're like a Pazuzu origin story. <laughs> Pazuzu, yeah. Oof. Man. Wait, you don't have one of those stoves here in the studio, do you? Which stoves? <laughs> the stove where you see the reflection of the face. <laughs> That's one of the gifts. I remember. Ugh, can't mm-hmm. look at it. <laughs> I remember watching The Exorcist for the first time when I was 14. And I was by myself in my living room in the dark. And my mom comes into the kitchen to get something to eat. And she's like, Are you watching The Exorcist? I'm like, Yeah. She's like, By yourself? I'm like, Yeah. And she just <laughs> walked away. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> But yeah, I had a good time with it. I don't think it was the scariest movie that I had seen. You know, I was chilling through it. You know, um, yeah, it, it was fun. That's that's where I would put it. <laughs> I would definitely I be interested in seeing where he goes with it. Because obviously they were doing a lot of stuff with her 
that you couldn't do with actresses of that age anymore. Probably like apparently not. she has like permanent back injury too from the way that they had oh, the wow. bag rigged when she was actually snapping around like that. Yeah, William Friedman, William Friedkin was a psycho. Yeah. He's a madman, still is. <laughs> like Ellen Burstyn, he like bro- bro- broke her spine or something, okay. pulled her down. Oh, Everybody no. in that movie got their spine broken. It's like, that's the worst cast gift ever. It's like, you get a broken spine. You get a broken spine. I think it Speaking could... of broken spines, <laughs> sorry. Speaking of broken spines and Quentin Tarantino a couple of times, apparently, what's her name? Kill Bill, Uma Thurman, had an issue with him, with her driving, because she ended up crashing and injuring her back and, you know, tried to, you know, have him, you know, take responsibility for it, but, you know, didn't really happen necessarily but she didn't think he did it maliciously but he was just being that irate director you know but i think i've oh, heard well. that before too right because didn't he also do that in in glorious bastards with the choke like yeah, those were his hands right when you watch someone getting choked in a quentin tarantino movie it's him doing the choking <laughs> on a regular basis i'm glad you brought up quentin tarantino rainbow because now i'm gonna have to sidebar into this we, we me and jeff watched your uh death proof video which if you're out there you should go watch so good death proof would be really good love talking about that movie yes um and i'm just i'm gonna just gonna do a spot on my theory jeff i don't know if i pitched it to you you probably saw the post we have the same account um <laughs> but yeah death proof um we have jeff and i back when we used to work at the b2b company <laughs> we heard the stories of uh, folks working on Death Proof. You know all these stories, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it was really funny just um, how uh, we heard the stories of uh, Tarrant, you know, the difference between the two movies. Uh, you know, Robert Rodriguez was in the studio at the edit adding all those um, pops and breaks and scratches on the film, you know, all that digital thing. That's kind of like yeah. became like a style for a little while. But he came yeah. up with the style for that. And uh, when he was doing that, Tarantino was actually taking his negatives out in the parking lot and dragging them with a car and just like stomping on them to damage them <laughs> and doing real damage to, to the actual prints instead of doing them digitally. I love that. I yeah, that's that. so good. I feel like he probably took that as a, like a rite of passage, right? Like, no, you can't do this digitally. We, we really need to do this. Yeah. And it's cheaper. It is way cheaper. You don't have to pay a bunch of uh, editors to do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> just I just watched Death Proof again like twice over the weekend. You did, right? There you you, sent, you sent me a picture of something and I saw it playing in the I background. just play it in the background. I love it. <laughs> it bothers me that Quinn Tarnillo thinks it's his worst movie. I think it's one of his best. I prefer it oh, to like... I know. I prefer it to Hateful <sighs> Eight. You know? I prefer it to Django. Yeah. 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 And maybe he was right. Maybe people were weren't ready at the time because I, I heard the stories and I just, it shocks me that people left not realizing that it was a double feature in there, that people were <laughs> yeah. literally leaving. Yeah. Like, wait, yeah. what? Well, I think um, if you were in, if you were in Austin around that time, yeah, exactly. when that movie came out, that was kind of a special time here because everybody in town was way into that movie and they did the grindhouse trailer thing for South by. And if like anybody, if was a filmmaker in town was do working on that, and I don't know if you went to the <laughs> went to the big screening. They had the they had the big screening at that one screening house where they had a bunch of kegs, and they actually got shut down by South by, so they had to move it. But anyway, it was just yeah, it was just a it was a fun time here in Austin. And you met a lot of filmmakers that all came out and made the trailers. Um, that movie's always just going to be special. I don't know. Yeah, Adam yeah. said he hasn't seen it, but we got it right here. I don't know if the, you said the close up. You've close-up. never seen Death Proof, Adam? 
That's what he said. I don't know if you have the oh, close-up no. hand. Is it still acting wacky? <laughs> uh, oh, wait, I got it. Be in for a treat. <laughs> Boom, and you found the good one. You actually found, found the one that actually has the, the double bill. I actually, if you there. look behind you somewhere, I have the actual just death-proof DVD, like, by itself. Oh, I did see that, too, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boom. This is actually one of the posters I have hanging there on the wall, too. Yes, yeah, so I was really surprised. Very cool. Yeah, we always all got all those badass girls in the back. That's right. <laughs> just got all the stuff just kind of lying around. I recommend you watch Death Proof, Adam. Yes, if Quickly. you have yeah. some free time, and then watch Terrifier Two as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that in there. Why not? <laughs> what interesting! Oh, I y'all. can't wait for Terrifier Three. How mm. crazy is Terrifier Three going to be? Oh, so fucking crazy. <laughs> like if you if the difference between Terrifier One and Terrifier Two is insane. Terrifier yes. one, like I said, I feel it's it's it could almost have just been like a thirty minute movie, maybe, and you just you just need the setup <laughs> and, and the ending. Sure. But Terrifier Two just t- levels up quite a bit, and it's funny because they do it with not that much more budget. It's just the scope of what they're trying to accomplish. Um, I kind of wish they kept the story more simplified like they did in the first film instead of making it so Hollywoody, where they needed to have this chick with her whole family and this convergence of things like they I wish they just would have kept him on his own and focused more on like his little protege chick clown, you know, um, and just kept him more just singular instead of having to deal with the whole ass, you know, family. It was it was not my favorite but everything else aside from that was great i oh adam has heat with kill bill i forgot about that i also well you know what i i prefer death proof to kill bill oh really yeah i do that's interesting it's 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 easily in my top three tarantino movies kayla said he only has 10 only has 10 but i mean death proof all the way tarantino also did a grindhouse with his own random prints at the draft house a few years back before shooting it back in the day that probably sounds right. I can see him going up to the projection room up there. Well, he used to do his screen his, his, at the Alamo when there was only one. Yeah, he used to do QT Festival here in town. Man, we got to make the we got to make that pilgrimage. We got to make it to the New Beverly. I'm down. We got to do it. All right, that was, that was a good <laughs> sidebar though. But we needed it, so we're still we're still on vacation mode. And Mario, you are you are up. Acid bath scene. <laughs> got a terrifying three. <laughs> Oh, man, that'll be good. All right, Mara, what do you got? Vacation horror movie. I like this uh, vacation horror movie because it spawned its own um, sort of like genre. Not even a genre, but just a a phrase that people use to describe a genre movie, you know? I think whenever that happens, that's big. Um, It brought us Eli Roth into the world. Well, he did other stuff before them, but I think this is when he really got over. Um, But it has to be... um, uh, hostile. <laughs> I always wanted to be a surgeon, but the boards would not pass me. Can you guess why? Oh, yeah. Hostile is like one of the ultimate vacation movies, just like you were talking oh, about yeah. earlier. Uh, Rainbow Butt, uh, going out of the country and never coming back, and no one knows where you are. It's almost like this is a horror story about that. Yeah. Going into a foreign country. Co- what country are they even in? Romania? 
I don't remember. Yeah, it was one of the Eastern Bloc countries, Europe, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Just one of these Eastern Bloc countries where you're just uh, going to raves and all the women are beautiful and it's great. But you become and you end up becoming just like fodder for uh, the rich Europeans to just murder. <laughs> and it's it, it, it originated the term torture porn. Yeah. Yeah. He gave definitely gave rise to that. Is term. it torture porn, though? I mean, I feel like it's satirical. I don't think the, I don't think it was in that first one for sure. I think, like you said, he was trying to create a message. I think all the follow-ups that may have not been trying to create that same message, and then you get a whole group of them, and then, of course, being human beings, we got to organize things and like put them all in a bucket. Now that's all torture porn. Where if that movie would have just stood alone by itself, just one film, that term never would have existed. It just would have been its own thing. I think it just had a lot of copycats that kind of jumped at it. And I don't, I don't even think I saw the second Hostel. The, the second one is good. I can't remember everything about it, but it was equally, uh, equally good. I think, I think probably Saw and Hostel coming out so close together right. kind of made that a thing, torture porn. Um, and then, you know, along with all the sequels that came after it and the, and the copycats that came after the both of them. I'm pretty sure there's sure. copycat hostels out there that aren't affiliated at all. <laughs> they made like <laughs> Hostel 2000 or whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then that's a good point. The same thing with Saw. Like, do you, if mm -hmm. Saw 1 would have just stayed by itself, that was such a cerebral movie at the time as well. That it just literally was just mind-fucking you. Like, you had no idea what was going <laughs> on. And then that the way that it ended, and then you got, you know you know, uh, Carrie Elways and just like seeing him in such a, after seeing him in Princess Bride and seeing him in such a subdued, I feel like it was attacking you on all different levels. <laughs> yeah. As you wish. What's up, Anthony? <laughs> What's up, Anthony? He should have done the, as you wish spot in a saw. He should have. Right. As he did the saw, as you wish. Cut your own leg off. <laughs> as you wish. <laughs> so, uh, interesting. So, Adam said the best thing about the Hostel franchise that it eventually eliminated torture porn. Is that that probably accurate, right? Did they just go full circle? Um, I'm not sure. Are we talking because I know there was other Hostels, I think, that came off and they weren't why Eli Roth. Maybe those uh, ended up ditching the whole or putting the horror porn industry in a ditch. He started, I was listening, he on when he was talking to one of the podcasts that I was listening to with him on it, that history of horror, he was talking about like, he never even went back and watched it after they kind of took the name and kind of ran with it. He just kind of, he just kind of moved on to it, but he needs some credit for how much he's just as a big of a mark for films in, but horror films specifically than with Quentin Tarantino. Like, I feel like when you listen to him, Edgar Wright and QT, like they duel and he's, he's in there with the best of them. Like I thought he was going to get into like uh, a brawl with Jamie Lee Curtis on the one I was listening to. Last week, the, like, like he sticks to his guns and he's, he's a really fun filmmaker in, in that sense. And I'm really looking forward to Thanksgiving, which is now finally coming to fruition, but he doesn't, yeah. I don't know if he yep. gets all the credit that he, he deserves. He should. He's definitely up there for me. Okay. I just searched torture porn movies and you don't want to know what came yeah. out. So I'm just, oh, no. I'm just, no I'm can't gonna, do that. Can't do that. Adam <laughs> says it became such a genre I got tired of people stopped doing it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Especially after Saw 10. 
Yeah. I did did, yeah. did you guys see the one with that Chris Rock did that was kind of like a I still need to see Spiral because yes, there's another one coming <laughs> out, but I don't know why I have taken so long to watch it, but looking forward to watching. I mean, I've enjoyed oh. all of the movies, all the song movies to be honest. <laughs> so I'm down for this next one that's coming out. <laughs> oh, Adam says I saw a lot of torture porn that never saw a lot of day. I mean Adam sees a lot of movies no one ever sees. <laughs> oh, no. Oh no! I do want to see Spiral. I do like. I felt like that was going to take it in. It almost had. Uh, it felt a little bit like Seven to me, like the way that Chris Rock was dressed. And I thought, okay, this could this could be something different. I didn't remember having any heat with the saw. I just remember like I just stopped watching them. That's like for no specific reason, other than I guess you just didn't. I just didn't keep up. Mm. But. All right, that's a that's a good pick. That is definitely that this that falls into vacation one. So I'm going to confuse the issue again, just like I've been doing, that this one easily, <laughs> totally should have just been horror on water. But I wanted to do Creepshow. So I'm going on a technicality that this is technically a vacation movie. And it's a shark movie that is not Jaws. It's my second favorite shark movie. It's The Shallows. <laughs> I think this movie, similar, and you've probably seen the theme with me that just being terrified of drowning and getting caught in the water off guard. But this is if the you same. can't tell, Jeff grew up near the water. <laughs> 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 but I think this one, this movie was sneaky good, and it was so simple. It almost had the same vibe as like you would say Tom Hanks like performing in Castaway. That there there was hardly any actors in this movie. And just to get trapped out on not that far from shore is what got me. You know, just going to the beach, growing up, you always just assume you're safe if you're not that far from shore. So for her to just be surfing and just only like 200 yards from shore and then seeing a, a dead whale and then the shark getting, going after her there, it was great. The only heat that I have with this movie is they probably should have showed the shark less. Like there was a couple of times when they did, they went for the jump scare and they had the shark do the jump out of the water like they do in Shark Week. I don't think they even needed to do that. I think they almost, this, there's another terrifying shark movie, which I don't like because it was a little too scary, was uh, Open Water. when they. I was just about to say Open Water. I though. almost was going <laughs> to put that on my list. That was, was like, my runner ah. up terrifying absolutely <laughs> i terrifying. saw that in the theater and loved oh, the shit man. out of yeah. it in college i loved it how Ugh. haunting was that ending to me that was one of the most haunting yeah. and and if you've ever been in the ocean and you get bit by those fish you feel getting bit like i remember getting bit on the nipple Ooh. and i was like what is what is biting my <laughs> by nipple? a shark no not by a shark by like one of a <laughs> fish just Hell just a no. fish biting and i was like what is happening <laughs> so just the the open water that feel of just like you're, you're, they're just going to nibble on you for a while. That's scary. But the no. sharks in open water were scarier because you just saw like what you see with sharks in real life. They just bump <laughs> or you just see like a yeah. tail. Like they didn't. Yeah. So that's all they really needed to do when she was like going from and the they, coral, from the dinghy, yeah. trying to make it. You didn't really need to show that much. But what they did show, which is more terrifying to me, was just the little injuries that you get in the ocean that are just like 
coral is like swimming with razor blades. Yeah. And I, like you, they, they cut you so easy. So when she stepped on that coral and she screamed or she scrapes it, like, so you're just putting more blood, literally putting more blood in the water. And you just feel like you're just going to make it worse because if the blood's there, the shark's not going to go away. It's just going to yeah. hang out. And I remember, you know, when I was in Hawaii and I had that same feeling, we were diving off, I cut my foot on there, and then you just turn and all you see is like dark blue. It's not like something you see on the Travel Channel. It's like you see it's blue, but it's very gray. Like you're just waiting for this dark silhouette to start coming closer. So when my toes started bleeding, it's like, I'm getting the fuck out of the water, man, because I'm <laughs> bleeding. So that feeling of the shallows of being so close and her just taking a beat. And then just, again, we talk about being exposed. She has nothing. Like you can't even do the Leonardo DiCaprio at the beach. He's like, I'm going to stab the shark in the neck. Like there's nothing. You can't even do like the superficial fight back. You're just stuck. So to me, she's yeah. totally exposed, sitting on a rock, very tempted like the raft to try to make the swim for it. But you're not going to outswim a shark. So to me, super, super scary. The sh I've never seen their sequels to that. Is there? I was going to say the second one is really good for a sequel. Oh, like Chalice 2. Oh, wow. I, didn't oh, even sorry. Know was, I did not know if there uh, was a sequel. Open Water 2. <laughs> oh, Open but Water yeah. 2. Yeah. Oh, yes. For a sequel, it's really good. All right. I, yeah, I need to check out Shallows and Crawl because I've been shying away from those. You got to see Crawl. Crawl is so good. Yeah. Crawl yeah. is just one of Crawl is great. Crawl yeah. is so surprisingly good. And I get that, again, it's that same feeling of the sh Shallows. I guess it's the same in the, in the same ballpark of just like that completely being exposed and just mm. being at the mercy and like you just feel yourself get lowered on the food chain as it's happening. You're just getting bumped <laughs> to the bottom of the line as it's happening mm. that there's just so, yeah, it's pretty scary. And it was actually, I mean, for Blake Lively, you know, it's, it's survival horror, but to me, I, I thought her performance actually was really well too done. She yeah. did a really good job again, just for those little superficial injuries of being in the water and like scrapes and cuts and bites and you're getting bit the sun and, the, and yeah the, yes <laughs> and just like getting that salt like you get it like a lung full of salt water or your eyes get salt water but then you get it in the cut and it burns like everything about that is already terrifying and then they just threw a shark on top of that I literally can't have salt water in my eyes so anything beyond getting salt water in my eyes I'm dead, <laughs> you know? I'm not going to survive. That's I'm a done. horror movie right there. Salt water in your eyes for 90 minutes. Seriously. That was good. Shout out to all the shark horror movies that aren't Jaws. <laughs> Anthony said Deep Blue Sea. Oh, no, Kayla H. said Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea is good. Deep Blue Sea. Oh, man. What's up, Kayla? Okay. Once saw Thomas Jane at a cafe in L.A. Having a sandwich. <laughs> That's my Hollywood story. <laughs> <laughs> there was two huge surprises in deep blue sea which were was really good which again shark movies i think yeah those are uh, summer movies but obviously you have the samuel jackson one like i i think that was like the biggest jump scare that nobody saw coming <laughs> at all smart sharks yeah. but then yeah. the other one was she was technically the heroine to actually just kind of like see her spoiler alert on deep blue sea just to literally like nope she's not gonna make it she's gonna get torn to shreds instead like what <laughs> so yeah deep blue sea also sneaky good cerebral shark movie for sure 
<laughs> like I don't know, is it possible to have smart sharks like the like the plants? Are they going to yeah. come after us? <laughs> you had have about a smart octopus movie. That's for damn sure. Oh, that'd be a scary ass movie. Look, you had about five Sharknado movies. So yeah. you know, sharks are big business. Sharks yeah. are. You just had the Meg not too long ago. Yeah, the Meg Two is coming out. Um, twenty eight. What was it? Twenty eight meters below. Was it also a good or 48 one? 48 meters that down. That was it, right? Oh, 48, that was it. Something down. I just know it had Loudon Swain from Vision Quest dressed as Quint, and he had the bandana. But that's another one, right? You're just trapped. Now you're trapped under the water. Ugh. But, oh, yeah. yeah. The, no, <laughs> they're just finding different ways to make sharks more terrifying. Who knew that SNL was ahead of their time? 47 meters down. 47. Even deeper. <laughs> No, <laughs> even deeper. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, you know uh, whatever shark movies. Which, I don't know what you want to call them. Low budget uh, spinoffs. We got Cruel uh, Jaws. Yeah. We got Santa Jaws. Santa Jaws. Oh no! <laughs> Didn't we we, we got sand, sand sharks? <laughs> Satan shark. Didn't we pitch Satan, Satan shark? On Satan the show? shark was our pitch. Yeah. Yeah, we pitched pitched that on the show. You think the exorcist is scary? Imagine if a, if a great white shark is possessed by Pazuzu. <laughs> That's way worse. Yeah, we did that. That was a live pitch. So, all right. And so to circle back, we had uh, The Ruins, right? Vacation Horror. And then we had Hostel. And then we had The Shallows, even though there could have been a water one, but I went with Vacation. That's pretty... It's a pretty solid run of summer movies. Like if you watch just all of that, you're gonna you're gonna have a great summer. So, um, Jeff, what are, you, are we continuing on on the summer holiday? Yes, but I, movies? we are, and I'm, I'm gonna re, I'm gonna read to you guys thirty summer horror movies that you can say yay or nay to and we may have so but before we do that i do want to bring deray into this debate that this debate that rages i don't it's not a debate to me but some people debate it and it's all about <laughs> jaws of course we're going to bring it back to jaws because we cannot talk about a summer horror movies and not talk about jaws deray rainbow right do you think that jaws is a monster movie <laughs> it is right okay <laughs> okay um well it is certainly a creature feature creature right? feature right yep at least at the very least and so for a monster typically i feel like when you think of monster you think of otherworldly possibly um or things you don't know exist on this earth um so I could say, yes, it's a monster because it's big and it's scary and it can eat people. Um, I could also see the debate to say no because it's just a sea creature, which would make it then a creature feature. Oh, okay. So. I never, <laughs> I'm glad I asked because I never heard it referred to maybe on the monster, but yes, on a creature feature. I could, I could live with creature and feature for sure. Because <laughs> again, yeah, I'm with you too. Like when you think, I think universal monsters, right? You think of the... The Holy Trinity, Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, yeah. which are all technically not of this world, even though they are of this world. But sure, right. Joe Bob is in the camp of it is a monster movie. I okay. and Mario, is it a monster movie for you, Jaws? 
Um, I think it's a, I think it's a monster movie. Yeah. The shark is a, the shark is monstrous. Did anybody antagonize the shark is my question. Uh, just those. Do we know what happened before the first shark murder? Like, do we know if these kids were throwing garbage at the sharks or something? No, it was this was uh, this was. I think it was unprovoked, right? Yeah, Chrissy was, Chrissy went swimming naked. That was it. That was all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pissed them off. Yeah, that was all he needed to see. You know? I mean, I think I I, I feel like a, a lot of that stuff that like Spielberg and George Lucas did in the seventies was like the updating of genre movies from like the forties or whatever. Yes. So like somewhere in the forties, there was probably like a Jaws serial. It's like beach terrified uh beach is terrorized <laughs> by a great white shark you know and it's just a 10 minute thing and they turn that into a classy movie yeah and it was accidentally classy but you you were talking about it and yeah i i i go with monsters but i can totally i'll accept creature feature because it came out at a time where survival horror wasn't really also even a genre and that i that was survival horror for sure and then mm, the okay. the prequel that yeah. It should, again, it should be with Back to the Future. It shouldn't be touched. You should leave it alone, not do anything. But that being said, I would 100% take a young Quint on the USS Indianapolis. And I know a few, like sci-fi, like low, you know, low budget films kind of took that idea and ran with it. But if you actually saw Quint after delivering the bum, the big one, and then you get to experience it here... It would add so much more to his character. To, and if you get like a really good actor that really digs in deep, that just takes everything how, of how we know Quint and do it as a prequel, that's the only thing that I think you can get away with with Jaws and not have people up in arms. I don't know, man. I don't no know about th- that. No? I don't know that I could get behind that. There's no, you don't think there's an actor that can do what Robert Shaw did, or you just want to leave the, the brand alone? Or Let me just tell you this. When, you know, Jaws was in the theater a few months ago, or, or maybe late last year or something yeah. like that, they had the IMAX and the 3D come back. Uh, I, and I went to the uh, I went to the 3D screening over at uh, Alamo Draft House. I was a little, you know, I had a, you had a few drinks. It was a little tipsy. It's Jaws, right? It's a long movie. <laughs> <laughs> When it got to the Robert Shaw scene where he's telling that story, I was like in tears. Yeah. It's just such a great scene. It's just per- that scene is perfect. Probably like the most perfect scene of all time. And I just don't know that I want that anything attached to that. Really just I just that story that story is like the Dusty Roads Hard Times promo. Ooh. You just you can just watch Ooh, it yeah. and be inspired, you know. I, I I don't know. And I don't know that I would really care for that, we heard the story. He told us the story. Yeah. And we know he lived, right? So I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I could, I don't know that I would dig that. I, I totally accept. Now that you, man, you changed me on air. You, <laughs> when you said you don't know hard times and it's the dusty roads, you can't replicate that. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe you should just leave it alone. It's, it's just so good. I mean, Jaws is so good. It's like, it's honestly two movies. Because once they get on that ship, now we're talking about Jaws. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. <laughs> when they get on the boat and leave, it becomes a whole other movie. Yeah. You know? You've got sort of this mystery about who's killing, who's what, what's killing these folks. But when they take off on the boat, it becomes a sea adventure. Yeah. And it's it's fantastic. There's just so, so I love it. I love it when Quint starts coming around to Hooper. Slowly. And starts telling Chief Brody to... 
do his thing and let Hooper drive the boat. <laughs> Hooper drives the boat, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. We said good. we weren't talking about Jaws. But we did. Cheers to Fears Cheers. is uh, in agreement with the creature feature idea. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think I like that. I like it. I, I would totally accept it putting it in a creature feature because it has that still, again, that's still the fun horror. And I think all of them have their have their own place. Like we were debating before George Jaws to Revenge. Like, do we bring that in? Do we bring? You didn't that in? say we couldn't talk about Jaws Four. <laughs> Jaws. <laughs> Academy Award winner Michael Caine. He won the Mario Academy Award. <laughs> he won the Academy Award while filming that movie. That's how good it is. Yeah, and that's how good it is. He won an Oscar while he was filming it. <laughs> yes, and they based a video game on it. I remember they had a video game that is great i had the graphics to it 8-bit 16-bit but super cool yeah so it has great legacy all right we'll stop talking about jaws because i have this big thick list here and i wanted to kind of get your first we'll just say thumbs up thumbs down if, if you like it and then thumbs up thumbs down is this a summer movie sound good yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so first one, we already know the the answer to because uh, Mario, you already brought it up. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a summer movie. It is. It is. They had to bring their damn brother on vacation with them. Yeah. Oh, the, <laughs> what was his name again? The invalid brother. Shelly, was it? She- no, it's not Shelly. Oh, no. Shelly is from Friday the. 15th. No, Shelly was there. It had a like a very uh, proper name, but John Larroquette can't watch Night Court without <laughs> thinking about that. Dre, what's your feelings on Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Do you dig it? Yeah, I totally dig it. Okay. It's fun. Yeah, and I like we don't need a whole, whole lot of blood to get the picture across, but it's still disturbing. And you can even almost say gory because you can just see the shit going down in your brain, yeah. you know? Um, and it's, you know, demented and it's hot and sweaty and sticky. And yeah, I, I dig Texas Chainsaw Massacre for sure. You feel it like you feel that sticky hot. You do. <laughs> I love that movie so much. And I, one I, to me, that movie is like a magic eye painting. One of those things where if you like, you could show this to a, a, some other person, a civilian, and they'd be like, this is awful. <laughs> This is this is this is terrible and unwatchable. Like I can't even yeah, yeah. I can't do this. And you know, but you watch it again and again and it starts to just gel in your brain. It's like actually yeah. this is like beautiful. The shots are beautiful. Um just the way they build the tension and once yeah. they flip the switch like you know, in the last twenty minutes or so when the Texas Chainsaw Massacre actually begins, it doesn't stop. Until it cuts to black, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really yeah. good Texas Observer story about the making of that movie that if I can find it, I'll share it with y'all. I might have shared it with you, Jeff. Um, just go through the history and how making that movie and how it was funded by the mob and how, uh, like, it, 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 it when it came out, it was only screened at the Museum of Art. They were the only ones who played it. Uh, love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And you, yeah, you sent me the BTS shot of like how it looked from, you know, behind the scenes and there's hardly anybody there on set when they were doing it. Like yeah. it really, uh, they really did so much with so little for it to stand yeah. the test of time like that. <laughs> A Sicilian production. That's right. Uh, yeah, because John Larroquette was paid in weed. To, to read that first one, which I thought was... And he's a, doing a British accent in that, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's 
So hats off to Toby Hooper on that. All right, next one is, I don't know if any of you guys seen this, so I remember seeing it once and it's been a while. The Town That Dreaded Sundown from 1976. Based on one of America's most baffling murder cases, The Town That Dreaded Sundown follows a hooded serial killer who terrorized Border City in Arkansas in the summertime of 1946. You guys see that? I've never seen that one. Just in 1959? It was based on... 2014? It was... The movie came out in 1976, but it was based on uh, some murders that happened in the summertime of 1946. 46. Yeah. So I did not see that, so I I can't have an opinion. I've heard of it, but I did not see it because I thought it was a a cool title. All right. So we'll, we'll N.A. on that one. Uh, we already <laughs> spoke about this one, The Hills of Eyes, 1977, the OG. We already spoke about this, Friday the 13th, 1980, clearly a summer movie. <laughs> How about this one? It's another, they're, they're going back. It's, I'm seeing a pattern with the 80s. <laughs> so this is 1981 called The Burning. You guys see The Burning? I've never heard of The Burning. It's perfect. It's been forever since I've seen it. It's got uh, the guy on the box, and he's holding up the shears. Uh, after a caretaker of a campground is horrifically burned in a prank gone wrong, he continues to lurk on the property hell-bent on making the pranksters pay for what he did. So instead of, like, Jason hates sex, this guy hates jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we cover that one movie that's kind of similar to this? That mall movie? <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> Oh, what was that called? Phantom of the Mall? Phantom of the Mall. Yes, that was it. <laughs> Same with the yeah, They just hate jokes at this time period. <laughs> so, Or was it, okay, was it Phantom of the Mall? I guess, yeah, because I thought the guy who was dead, was, was his name was in the title, but I guess. Yes, it was. It was the Revenge. Okay. Oh, yeah, of, it is. It, it, it's got like the subheading or whatever. I forget what it's called. Okay, okay. The okay, Revenge okay. of so-and-so. So, yeah. Yes. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. So, uh we talked about this a little bit, but this wasn't any any of our choices because we we're talking about how excited we are to see it. Evil Dead is technically a summer oh, movie yes. about camping. Yes. The 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 OG and the mm. oh man, they got the girl, his girlfriend. Man, she's just so terrifying looking in this one. So that's a, <laughs> I think that's a thumbs up around for all of us. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, Sleepaway Camp made the list, nineteen eighty three. Now this is the one that I'm going to bring up. <laughs> and I'm surprised none of us picked it for the oh, theme. Okay. Uh, Mike, I don't think Mike's on. Mike has uh, great backstories on this one. Nobody picked I Know What You Did Last Summer. <clears throat> and I guess maybe because it just didn't fall under the, the subgenre. But clearly it's got to be like a summer flick, right? It's right there in the title. No, because everybody knows it. That's why we didn't Right, it. It's a yes. bit on the nose. Yeah. It's, it's got a, summer in the it's, title. It's very, yeah, like I wanted, exactly. to, I wanted to do Midsummer, and I was like, that's a bit on the nose, yeah, too. That's... <laughs> yeah, true. It is, it is excellent. I love the fish hook gimmick. I love the fisherman slasher. He's already got the wet uh, the raincoat on, so he doesn't get blood on him. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> and, Smart. you know, fishermen are known for just like, you know, Spilling guts. <laughs> Adam says, dude cutting himself in the van the first time I felt viscerally disturbed. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was in Chainsaw, in Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre yeah. Oof, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. like the... Sidebar, is there any movies coming up this year that are, y'all are looking forward to horror movies? I feel like Evil Dead might be the last one. The last horror movie. Except for, except for uh, Maxine. Uh, 
Maxine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maxine. And I just found out about um, Bo is Afraid. I'm like, where did that come from? It's a horror it's movie, out. apparently. I had no idea it was yeah, a horror movie. Well, you know, I love Ari Aster. Like, what the hell? Why wasn't that on my radar? So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I feel like there's some more things. Uh, I'm, 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 a little, I'm, I'm at least somewhat curious about The Boogeyman. Which mm-hmm. is the boogeyman? There's the boogeyman. a boogeyman redo. Yeah, the boogeyman's coming out. That's based on, uh, I think, uh, the Stephen King iteration of the boogeyman. But it has the guy who plays Polka Dot Man in the Suicide Squad, and he hosted the the Shutter Awards last year. Mm-hmm. He's in that, uh, and it also has the girl, uh, the little girl from Megan. So the casting oh, seems nice. the casting seems solid. It's got. Stephen King endorsement on there, so I'm, I am looking forward to that. Not as much as like Evil Dead, but it's it's up there. I'm curious. All right, next film. I did not see. We finally made it into the '90s. 1997 <laughs> Campfire Tales. Uh uh-uh. uh No. I don't even know. What is this list from? Did you get this at Redbox? It's, it's creepy. <laughs> it's creepycatalog.com. <laughs> this what anthology year? this anthology horror film revolves around a group of friends who after crashing their car in the woods decide to pass the time by building a campfire and taking turns telling stories including the infamous urban legend of the hook 87 okay i like the hook stuff <laughs> yeah so we'll see oh and, and that's another one good point cheers to fears just for i just saw this today in rainbow i was going to ask you about this mario i think i know the the new Insidious trailer dropped, and it's actually going to be directed by. Did you guys watch that today? Who's directing it? Uh, Pat Wilson is that his name? The act the actor from yeah the, the movie, actor yeah. yep yeah he's great I'm 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 a fan of his, his acting he won me over with uh, oh I'm blanking <laughs> the the comic book movie Watchmen Watchmen yes yeah um I mean yeah I don't know I I've seen some of the Insidious movies I think is the Nun connected to that. I think it is, no, right? That's conjuring. That's, right? that's conjuring. Yeah, that's the conjuring oh, okay. universe. Um This is the one that's got the red that always see the picture where the red demon is. The little like boy too. See, right? that's the that's some boy. of the early Blumhouse that I kinda get confused. Insidious conjuring and sinister. They all kind of like yeah, same, l- loop same, together. Yeah. And I don't yeah. I don't know which is which. Yeah. But I love Blumhouse. I'm sure it's good. I would love to check them out. Again, yeah, they they win me over. Just the logo, I feel good when I see the logo. It's like, okay, I'll give this a whirl. Uh, all right, next one yeah, is another I'm one. See it, sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're good. <laughs> That's I didn't have anything else. To Jeff, add. let Ray talk. What's wrong I know, with you? So. <laughs> no, I had nothing to add. Literally. <laughs> all, right. all right, we're in the two thousands. Cabin Fever, two thousand and two. Obviously, that is the cabin. Gives you the ca- the cabin vibe. The, ori- the original it. Cabin Fever. I love Cabin. I love Cabin Fever too, as well, which was actually directed by Ty West, but not edited by him. They took it away from him. Oh, really? Yeah, they mm. did not know that. Um, it's good. It's solid. I love Cabin Fever, man. I think that was one of those. That was again. That was just. I don't know what what uh, that was. Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah. I think that was in a horror lull, and it was like bringing stuff. It was bringing that seventies horror vibe back. It's it's like it's. Just like coming coming on the opposite end of a of a pandemic of global proportions, yeah, that sort of horror vibe of getting a disease that just eats up your body, mm-hmm. and it's grotesque. Uh, 
love Cabin Fever. Love uh, Eli Ross uh, cameo in it as the stoner with all the weed. Right. <laughs> um, they had Boy Meets World in there, which adds some yeah. credibility. Writer <laughs> strong. <laughs> it adds yeah. it adds some credibility to the cast. So <laughs> Cabin Fever solid. I, th- I remember yeah. it being one of the movies, like you said, it felt very experimental at the si- time and it caught you off guard like you didn't know what to expect. And even after you saw it, it took a couple of viewings for it really to really sink in. So I, it, but definitely 100%. The chick shaving her legs in Cabin Fever, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> was, there's several disturbing things. And it kicks off with that kid yelling pancakes and doing martial arts oh yes that's right that was so <laughs> random. that was one of the rant. I was like wait what's happening here yeah <laughs> oh man and then it just popped in my brain that franklin was the brother's name in texas chainsaw massacre the one franklin. last year franklin yeah. oh yeah franklin Franklin, that was it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right next oh we talked about this one this was one of your picks we talked about hostile uh, oh, here's another one I want to take, guys. This one from 2005, Wolf Creek. Oh, Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek. I like Wolf Creek. I think I never saw any of the spinoffs or sequels, and I think there was even a show. Um, but that was that was excellent. Yeah, that was 2000, 2005. Yeah. Based, and it went with the uh, based on true events, even though it's only loosely inspired by the murders of backpackers. So... Dray, did you see it or no Wolf Creek? Um, shoot. You know how sometimes you say no, and you probably did? Because I actually, to tell you all the truth, I watched Near Dark after our our last oh, live stream. Oh, yes. And then when I got to the bar scene, when he's finally going to hopefully have his first kill, I was like, I have seen this. But, <laughs> you know, it's whatever. I just went through it, obviously, because yes. it, it, it was great, you know. But it's just one of those movies. You just watch so many. But uh, immediately, I want to say no to Wolf Creek, but it also feels fami- familiar, so I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was it was pretty renowned. It was in that period where it was like the uh, Wolf Creek, Cabin Fever, uh, Hills Have Eyes remake was all kind of like lopped together, you know. But uh, it kind of might have gotten lost in the shuffle. But I know there's yeah, been lots of yeah. lots of variants of it. Speaking of Near Dark, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a great movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just never get tired of watching. How great is Bill Paxton in that movie? It just makes me it makes me so sad to so watch awesome. it now. Like he's just yeah. perfect in that movie. There's like this thing at Alamo when they're playing in Near Dark at Alamo. They did a a trailer for Near uh, for you know for all the movies they're playing of the month, and they made this loop of Bill Paxton from Near Dark in it. And this was one of the best things I ever saw, and I wish that I could get it uh, somehow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they put it online or whatever, but just to rewatch it again. He's so great. Yeah, he was fantastic yeah. in that. I mean, he's that was a lot of the, some of the original boxes had him burnt on it, right? Some of the VHS boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wolf Creek is renowned director Quentin Tarantino's favorite horror films of all time. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, Where did that come okay. from? All right. I'm I, I write this down on my little list. Yeah, no. It's got that. <laughs> I think it's like some desolate part of Australia where you can get lost and there's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of civilization. And there's just like mm. one of those dudes lives out in Wolf Creek and you get a flat tire. What are you going to do? Right. <laughs> uh, here's another one that uh, from that same time period, same kind of vibe, Turistas from 2006. That one I did not see. The three Americans backpacking in Brazil stumble upon illegal organ harvesting ring. 
Ooh. It had Ooh, Josh Dumel and Melissa jo- Olivia Wilde. So it actually had a pretty, uh, pretty renowned cast. I did not see it, though. I do remember it. Yeah, I did not see that. Oh, Mario, you'll be happy Reminds to know. Reminds me of, um, what's it called? Uh, with Claire Danes, I believe. What was that movie? Hold on. Let me see. Bangkok Palace or something? Yes. Something <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. I remember that one. Uh, so sad. Not Bangkok. Was dangerous. that summertime or springtime? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember wow. that one. All right. Next. see here. Uh, Mario would be happy to know that Death Proof to the, is considered a summer horror movie. It is. It takes place in the summer. The, the yeah. girls are off school. I remember the first place I moved, came, I went to Guerrero's and I went to Texas Chili Power. When like you when moved, moved here? here? Yeah. It was like the first place I went to. That's <laughs> so it was, funny. It was like right around this time. I was like, that's the two places I had to go. <laughs> and how, how was it for you? It were you like, okay, fantastic. this is going to settle me in? <laughs> it was so good. Again, but we, awesome. you know, there was no no chili and tacos where we came from, so it was great. <laughs> Y'all don't understand how often I watch that movie. <laughs> I put it on all the time. Well, I find it like, so entertaining. Like I, in arm's length, I've had three different copies of it. <laughs> I know. I think it's a safe bet. And you saw, I was showing you how I have the multi-screen set up now in the studio, so I put two movies on at the same time. I put on Death Proof on both screens. <laughs> in Blu-ray and DVD. The theatrical cut and the director's cut. Before we get too far from it, it's called Broke Down Palace. Broke Down Palace. Yeah. Claire Danes and Kate Beckinsale. And yeah, two women are arrested for smuggling while vacationing in Thailand. And it is the saddest, one of the saddest movies ever. (laughs) So yeah, it's a good one. Oh, man. I guess that's kind of like the fear of, of deep water or the fear of darkness. The fear of being abandoned in a place where... If you're, it's not your native tongue and you have no way yeah. to get out and nowhere to go, Ugh. that's, yeah. yeah, that's pretty terrifying. Locked up abroad. Have you seen that show? My no. God. Oh, no. <laughs> Hell no. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no way. It's the, the title sounds terrifying. I still got to finish Milf Mansion or whatever. <laughs> I still. Oh, I know about that show. I've been wanting to see that, but I haven't saw it. I've just had so many reality shows to watch. There's too much to watch. It's hard to get it, but no mention is worth a watch. (laughs) I still, every time you say that, it sounds like like a Thirty Rock episode. That's what I think. It's like that's a Thirty Rock show. It's It's real and it's good. It's. <laughs> How can they not hire Tina Fey to do a spot for them to watch Milf Map Milf Man? Make her the host or something. I was gonna say she probably wouldn't want to be anywhere near that. No. <laughs> All right. Uh I got one. I, I am curious on your guys' take on it. It actually came up in one of the comments on another video we posted today. Um uh, it follows from 2014. Love it follows. It's considered yes. a, oh my god, that's one of the best. Yeah, I love it. It follows. has my heart. Yeah, <laughs> just one of. I think that's one of the best horror movies of the of the recent decade. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The premise yeah. was original. The directing, the execution is so good. Well, I don't know what happened to that actress. Where she was in a few things for a while. She did watch The Watcher recently. I need to still. I see didn't see it, that though, on Amazon. She was great uh, in The Guest. I love The Guest. Um, yeah, she's working then, I guess. She's just not, I guess, as big. For some Florence Pugh took over that I guess. type. Florence Pugh got all <laughs> her something. roles. 
Yeah. But It Follows mm-hmm. is so good. It's just, yeah. uh, it, it's got like a, it's, it's got slasher elements. Yeah. But it's also got supernatural kind of ghosty elements. Yeah. But it's what I really like about what I like about it is it's very. It doesn't tell you when it's happening. It could be present day or it could be 1981. You know, yeah. right? And that's uh, all, those yeah. are always the best. And the, there's one character in there. She's got like a computer book, like Inspector Gadget, and she's like, it's like an old, it's like a, it's a Kindle, obviously some kind of a Kindle, but it's a seashell, so you don't really know what it is. And it's <laughs> yeah. like it's. I like that. <laughs> Horror movies have to eliminate the internet, I think, to get over. And oh yeah, cell phones, about. unless it's about cell phones yeah. or reliant on it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. One of the <laughs> scenes that, that and, and, uh, I love it as well. The one simple scene that I had no idea that would still stick with you so much that was scary is just the random giant as the follower, just kind of like being in the house and just bending down. In there, yeah, and that one that just, was a creepy image. Yeah, like that was one of the most original images that that director in in any horror movie to come up with, right? Because it's so simple. There's no blood. There's nothing about it. It's just a big Frankenstein looking dude just happened to be so close to you that it works so well. Yeah, yeah. the opening sequence of that movie, the first shot of that movie is like a wonder that's about a few minutes long. So well done. Just a, like a huge, and it's it's very simple, but it's just like you can see uh, the talent behind it, where someone should just stage a two minute, three minute shot like that, where it's it's literally just a camera on a tripod. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, it was so good. They didn't do any like it follows more or it still follows or anything like that, right? Is that the only one? No, I don't think they they didn't go back to it, but it's still following. Nothing like that. Oh yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay with not. Nah. You know, yeah. getting a sequel and all that. But I will, I used to hate when things became a sequel or a franchise, but I'm happy when it's a singular film. But if it wants to go on and be something else, I'll be open to the idea. Doesn't mean I have to like it, but I'll be open to the idea. To give it, yeah, just <laughs> at least take it for a spin. <clears throat> yeah. All right. We did, uh, it did choose Final Girls in here as well. Here's one that I didn't see but i instantly now want to see it just because it's a great title i thought they were i thought it was called class of 84 which is the great classic movie but this is called summer of 84 from 2018 did you guys see that yeah i saw that one that's like a throwback it's recent uh yeah it's very recent they gave it the whole stranger things vibe uh, kids in '84. Oh, I remember this. It's yeah. been on Shutter off and on for a while. It's pretty good. Um, it's the guys that did Turbo Kid. Um, I think it's one of the guys uh, that does Dark Side of the Ring produced it. Maybe it's. I'm, I'm not. Oh, sure. really? I'm pretty sure it's that group of people. Um, it's okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I you know, it's got uh, it's got some folks in it. It's it's pretty well done. I wasn't totally stoked on the ending. Uh, but it's good. It's got a vibe. All right, yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. it's very recent, twenty eighteen. Uh, mm-hmm. Great, you saw like it? it's definitely very well done, and everything is there for it to be a good movie, and most people probably would like it. Uh, but I just did not like it. I really tried to get on board with it, and yeah, the ending did suck, and. I just would not watch this or necessarily recommend it, but I wouldn't tell somebody not to watch it if they were interested in watching it. Same. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it, this. but if it if you if you hit you turn your TV on and it's playing, 
uh, and you want to leave it on for ninety minutes, sure. <laughs> while you're while you're washing the dishes, doing the laundry, whatever. Maybe that, maybe that, maybe. Not for me though. I wouldn't even put it on to wash dishes. To be honest, it's not a dishes. It's not dish well, quality. <laughs> no, it's not dish quality. <laughs> I can feel that. <laughs> this one, uh, I, I'm I don't know why they picked it as summer, but I have conflicting feelings about it. Mario, I think you do too, but I'm interested in Deray what you say. The Dead Don't Die from 2019, <laughs> Bill Murray, Adam Driver. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. Interesting. Um, okay. Well, that's oh. that's Jim Jarnish, so it's like an artsy fartsy movie. Okay. Right? Um, I'm surprised it made this list. Well, I mean, it's great. Here's the thing: I was, uh, I will never forget that we went to see that yeah, screening we at yep. that the old theater in Austin, um, yep. I don't, the Regal, whatever. Regal, <laughs> that old yeah. lady told you to be quiet. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, no. I do remember that. Oh, what were you saying? I don't even remember what I was saying. He wasn't saying anything. Jeff is the most respectful <laughs> movie watcher. He obeys the rules. He goes to the bathroom before it starts. Doesn't make a sound. Respects everything. And I don't know what it was. Just oh. like um, uh, that theater's torn down. I think. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. It did. They did. Tear I don't it know down. what they had going on, but like the seats were like on a slider, and they slid forward and backward. They made a lot of noise, and uh, oh. and like I think the, the theater still had like really crappy one channel sound. <laughs> she had her hearing aid on the highest <laughs> so, volume. Yeah. So like Jeff, the ex professional wrestler, he's in the seat. It's it's just sliding back and forth and it's, lo- it's louder than the movie. <laughs> she, she told him to be quiet. I totally forgot. <laughs> now I remember though. <laughs> so it was it was a weird screening, but I've seen it more uh on it's been on whatever channels it comes on. And I watched it another couple times. I really like it. I want to catch it. I definitely want to re-catch it. But yeah, I, I I had really high hopes going in there being a fan of Adam Driver and Bill Murray. So I think it wasn't what I expected. Maybe it just needs uh, more viewings. Yeah. It's definitely a Jim Jarnish movie. Like if you're not, you, you got to maybe like see some of his other films to get his vibe. It's got a real sardonic sort of like satirical vibe. Got it. All right, last last batch, and we're going to do these as uh, a triple because I think either it's just the time that they dropped or just the vibe that they have that they all feel like summer horror movies, and that's Jordan Peele's trilogy. Nope. Us. And what's... What? Get out. Get out. That's it. <laughs> we, we made fun of them, right? When we were talking about the get in, get out. Nope. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, those, all three of those, I don't know if it's just because they drop on the summer. Are those technically all summer movies? Hmm. I'm the not family, sure. Did Us they is just move to the house? Did they like, uh, yeah. Us is, they're on a vacation. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. in get out, they're going to meet the parents. That's a kind of like a weekend getaway for the couple in a way, I okay, guess, yeah. maybe, right, or something. Yep. Yeah. And then, nope, um, she was back in town visiting, but probably going to stay because she's broke anyway. Um, but it was hot. No, it was kind of cold. I guess they had jackets on, but yeah, it's whatever. But, they're, but it, it's on the list, but for sure, us, I do yeah. remember that being on there. Are you, do you guys like the, the Jordan Peele? I, he, I creates a great vibe. But like, are you guys yeah, fans of it. it? Yeah, yeah, I love Jordan Peele. Yeah, I think he's great. I, I can't, I can't wait to see what he does every movie. 
Um, yeah. I the, His movies, I think, are divisive, but I think that's always good. You know, yeah. I think to give people folks something to argue about, there's folks that tell you, nope, sucked. And there's people that tell you it's the greatest movie of all time. And I think when you've <laughs> done that, you've created something, something good. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely got that. You're going to go see it because it's the new Jordan Peele movie, yeah, right? That he's created exactly. a brand. And if you can do that as a director, when you're like, I just want to see what the next film that you come up with, you're, you're in good shape. I, I, I've, I've recommended it before. They might've even already pulled it, but his, he's the only one that came really, really close to touching the original twilight zones. Like all of his, all of those ones he Still did need that, to watch those. man, they were yeah. so good. It was so good. Like I've done the remakes and the movies like along the year, along the years, but that his, he really nailed it. And then he just stopped. He's like, I just wanted to do these and I'm done. But yeah. he did a really good Smart. job. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> Would you guys put Club Dread? <laughs> I completely forgot about Club Dread. I mean, I would put it in there. I don't rem- remember the entire plot of that movie. I know it's got Bill Paxton, so it's great. Yes, <laughs> I was just going to say that's what it, why it came up. Bill Paxton is Coconut Pete. <laughs> that was the Super Trooper guys, right? I don't remember much about it, but anyway, that one just popped up as an extra on the list. But I think I think that was good. I think. Uh, we gave a lot of people a lot of homework here. So, Rainbow, I'm going to give you the last word. Your favorite movie for the summer that you watch every summer without fail. And, of course, you have the asterisk. Doesn't like It doesn't have to. You can change your mind next week. <laughs> Green Inferno. That's a oh, movie. <laughs> Green Inferno. I actually never got around to watching Green Inferno. Ooh, yeah. But I heard, I heard things. I heard things. Yeah. It's bad things, you know, but it's like I saw the movie and fell in love with it before I heard and learned of the things. And, you know, uh, I feel like the people were treated right, the folks, because, you know, they're actual, you know, tribes folks. And uh, I feel like they were treated just fine. But I, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But, yeah. I feel like they it, had it to have been, movie. right? Because that, that was the whole yeah. thing about, like, any documentary yeah. you see about Cannibal Holocaust and, like... Exactly. My point. Like, he's not going to do that knowing the history of that movie. Right. Especially with how similar they are. Like, he that was his inspiration. He's not going to go and repeat those same mistakes, you know? So... Yeah. Mar, did you see Green Inferno? Did I you? did. I saw Green Inferno. Um I, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, well, I'm a big fan of Cannibal Holocaust, and it's it's totally a, a takeoff on Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, uh, yeah. Love love that original gimmick. Um, yeah, it, the ending I, I didn't get what happened at the end. There was sort of it seemed like a take a like a, a almost like a spy plot kind of thing. I don't know what was happening there, but I do. When they pull that guy's face off, the first <laughs> the first guy that gets killed, um, that's uh, intense. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you son of a gay?